which is part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Now I know some of y'all are saying, what in the world did I just hear? But you know what? There's a world out there. There's different music. Kids, y'all can go back. Y'all can go back. So there is words and, and songs out there, and, and, and I know probably some of y'all just like checked out when the song came on and didn't even hear the words. And, and, and that hurts my heart, and that hurts God's heart because the song was one, our God loves us so much that He sent His Son. The biggest action, all of us have said when we were growing up, hey, we, we would die for our friend. Come on now. Come on. We've all said it. And none of us are ready to step in front of that freight train. None of us. But when, when it's funny how when, when I, I knew this week was coming up and I was preparing, and what a week I had. What a week. So Monday night, getting ready to go to bed, I, I put our dog downstairs in the basement, and I go down there, and there's a huge water puddle in the middle of the basement. That's never a good sign when there's a water puddle in the middle of your basement. And it's not by the door where the monsoons we've been having have pushed it in. So I go upstairs, I take all the stuff out from under the kitchen sink, and lo and behold, the kitchen sink has been leaking through the floor into the basement. So that was, so that was, on, uh, that was on Monday. So Tuesday, I'm trying to figure out how to fix this. We had to do some construction at the Vine Church where our backpack ministry is, has been moved to. So I was over there all day, long day. Wednesday, uh, Krissa, our daughter, her, her car starts making messing up, and thankfully the Lord was with her. She blew a, a wheel bearing, and the wheel was just like wallered out, and she made it into the Walmart parking lot down in Hamilton Mill. So uh, she had to come home, get my car, go to work. Thursday all day, we were moving food out of our basement into the to there, trying to get a tow truck to get her car to pull it up to, to a, a repair shop up here. Uh, Friday, rain still. We've got to move about 10,000 pounds of food out of our basement into the vines so we can still do our ministry um, and, and, you know, go to pick up her car, several hundred dollars to, to repair the car. Um, Saturday last night, we, we didn't do a whole lot of stuff. I get a text 9 o'clock at night, hey, we got the stomach flu and, you know, we can't teach Sunday school this week. And, you know, and, and so it's just, man, the, the principalities, they try to really slow you down when... when you're supposed to be doing what he wants you to do. So it's, it's been a little bit of one of those weeks. But, you know, to that, to what other people are facing, hey, glory be to God, I'm, I'm great, I'm better than I deserve. And that's what all of us need to feel because all of us have had a week like that where it's just been total chaos. And then we let it beat us up and, and, and it doesn't happen. So the phrase, action speaks louder than words. Um, it comes from, it, 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 it's back in the 16th century um, uh, uh, Michael de Montague, who is generally credited with inventing the, f- the phrase, his first one was saying is one thing and doing is another. Um, and before that, St. Francis of Assisi, who said this one, preach the gospel at all times, use words if necessary. We like to do it the other way. We like to use a whole bunch of words and then do a little bit of actions in there. Um, so preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary. So two weeks ago, what was two weeks ago? 
Easter, right? That's one of the biggest weeks of the year for Christians, born again. It's Easter, right? We get all excited. We buy a new dress. We go to church. We got a big hat sometimes. And sometimes guys will put on ties or maybe even put on real shoes to come to church. But if we think about Easter, actions speak louder than words. The Bible talked about many, many times about somebody coming, somebody redoing the kingdom and everything, but we never thought it was Jesus Christ that was coming and and that would die on the cross and take away all of our sins. That action is bigger than any action, any words can ever be. So the Bible talks about actions are louder than words in many places. Um, And I believe our society is, because now we just don't have to read it, We can have it podcasted to us. We can listen to it in the car. We can listen to it wherever we want to listen to it. And we only have to read it. We just got to sit there and let someone else read it to you in whatever voice they want to read it to you, right? Whatever dialect, you know, what accent, you know, whatever you want, it it comes into you. And when, when we think about that, are we just reading them and processing it, or are we acting and living it out? So that's two different things. Um, in Matthew 7, there's going to be quite a few. The first two are not on the screen. Um, and then the next five or so is on the screen. But um, Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says this. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. So is that us today? Is that Cornerstone Church? Is that Twelve Stone? Is that New Spring in, in South Carolina? Is that what our church body is about? is by us coming here on Sunday and saying, Lord, 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 this is great. We worshiped. We heard a message. Hey, we got to fellowship. We got to hug some necks. We drank some coffee, ate some donuts, and then we went home. When you stand before him, what are you going to say? What's he going to say? None of us know that. None of us can judge each other. None of us know what each other's doing all day, every day, 24-7. But we do know. And that's where church body has to become more transparent. And by loving others, in John 13, 34 and 35, it says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So there we go. We talk about love. If we love each other, people should know that we're His disciples. And our love should come in the form of some actions, some words, right? Because sometimes someone just needs that word of encouragement, that text, that email, that phone call. And there's not a lot of action other than picking up the phone, right? But other times, we've got to love people. We've got to go hug them. We have to do something for them. Because that's what he's called us to do. And we get, we, the escape goat is, just like the song we sung, Zach will say, hey, I'm not going to go check on Jeff because I know someone else is going to check on Jeff. Or, you know, we're walking through a parking lot. I know it sounds creepy. I do it all the time. I know why people say no. I'm at Sam's Club quite often. 
and I see in, uh, either a woman or, or someone older, you know, the big things of paper towels or water bottles. And, I, of course, I just walk up or kind of stay a distance and say, hey, can I help you put that in the car? And they look at me and they go, no. You know, but some of them will say, yeah. And you just pick it up, put it in the car. You say, hey, have a blessed day and go on. That's simple. That's an action. That's an action of love. And then if, if they really say something, and then you just, boom, there's the opportunity to share the gospel, to tell them why you want to help them put the water in the car. Um, so we've got to have actions. We've got to have love. We've got to show that stuff. Um, God is love, and others should see love in us. Um, not just kind words, but actions. 1 John 3.18 we got 1 John 3.18. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. Little children, let us not love in word and tongue, but in deed and truth. Once again, not saying we can't love on people in words, but are you putting those words into actions? Are you making a difference? Can you look back at last week, last month, so maybe some for y'all last year, and say, hey, I've done something to help somebody else. We all know, I mean, just look around. Prime example. It is raining so much. Rory made a, it was funny this morning. She said, Dad, the worms are all over the driveway. I said, yeah, the worms don't even want to stay in the ground now. It's so wet. They're trying to get out. But... If it rains a lot, what happens to the grass? It grows, right? Or like me, what happens to your weeds if it rains a lot? They grow, and they seem to grow real fast. Have you ever cut your neighbor's grass? Have you ever thought about cutting your neighbor's grass? Why not? Because I know you haven't had them over for dinner. Because that's even more scary because you got to go ask them. Then they got to come in your house and you got to clean for a week before they come in your house to feed them. That's just too much work. That's too much action. Right? So, here's an easy way. The grass is high. You're already out there on your zero turn going 80 miles an hour cutting your grass. Hey, just go over the line and cut theirs. Wouldn't that be interesting? Because I guarantee if they came home, they're going to look and say, what in the world happened to my grass? Now, granted, you need to know your neighbor. If he's a grass freak, don't cut his grass, okay? Because then that won't be good, all right? Um, faith alone is not enough. James 2, James 2, 15 through 17. James 2, 15 through 17. Um, if, a brother, if a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and be filled, and yet do not give them what is necessary for their body. What use is that? Even so, even so faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. Now this is, this is a favorite one, and I'll raise my hand first. And, and once again, this is interactive church. How many of us, or who in this audience has said, hey, I'll pray for you, and then you get home, and what do you forget to do? Show of hands. Come on, it's okay. It's okay. 
So a better way to do that is putting actions in it is if you come across somebody and they need prayer, guess what you do? You stop. You put your arms on them or hold their hand or just stand close to them and you pray with them. Imagine that. That's a noble idea, isn't it? But no, we like to take the easy way out or back to the song, somebody else will do it. But we got to pray for people. That's the easy one. The easy one. You know, and, and like I said, we don't, in, we don't intend, we don't purposely say, hey, I'm going to pray for you, and then I get in the car, drive home, and forget to pray for them. That's not our intentions. But it happens. It happens. So the easiest thing to do is just stop right there and just pray with them. You have to prove your love. Doing works, actions, and thoughts and prayers. So James 3.13. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. What do our lives say about us? We spend more time at work than we do at home. Waking hours. What is your work life? Does it prove that you're born again? Do people know what you stand for? Do your actions at work? Do you stand by the water cooler and yuck it up with the guys? Or are you strong enough to walk away? Or if that coarse joke comes out, are you bold enough to say, hey guys, or hey women, we need to stop that. Or if someone says, takes his name in vain, is your action bold enough to say, hey look, I'd appreciate if you don't say that. Those are actions. Those are actions of, hey, does my life, does my belief, can I put into faith, can I prove it through works? Because I guarantee if, if we polled everybody in here, do they not want the lost to go to hell? Everybody raise their hand. Right? Everybody raise your hand. When's the last time? No, I don't want you to. Everybody would raise their hand, I pray. I pray that's what the belief that you believe. But when's the last time you sat down and shared the gospel with somebody? That's action. And I know the words, what we're going to say is, I can't do it. I don't know what to say. They might be smarter than me. They might contradict something. I won't know where to go. That's okay. I promise you, it's okay. But that's action. We have to prove it. It just as Tracy said, talking the talk, not, go, not going to please God or others. Uh, Mark 7, 6 through 8. Now this is out of the message, so this is a little bit different. I know probably some of y'all never ever seen the message Bible either, but it's okay. Jesus answered, Isaiah was right about fraud, frauds like you. Hit the bullseye, in fact. These people make a big show of saying the right thing, but their heart isn't into it. They act like they are worshiping me, but they don't mean it. They just use me as a cover for teaching whatever suits their fancy. 
ditching God's command and taking up the latest fads. So once again, talking the talk but not putting actions behind it, they're just going to come back and say, it's just a big show. They know to say the right things. Because once again, we want people to like us, right? We, everyone wants to be a part of something. And we want people to like us. Because it makes us feel good. Why do we get on sports teams? Because we want the camaraderie. We want to be part of a family. We want to win together. We don't want to lose together, but we want to win together. Why do we come to church? Why do some of us come to church? Because we don't get that on the outside. People think the same way we think. They love us. They want to say, hey, how was your week? We missed you last week. I don't think anybody in here wants to go to a job where they utterly despise it. Sing it, brother. Say it. Are we talking just to talk? What are other people, and, and with that, so if someone were to draw a conclusion about you and the kind of person you are solely by your actions, what conclusion would they draw and why? And then this is the kicker. What does that answer tell you about yourself? So once again, in, in, in Mark 6, 7 through 8, when he says, hey, they just know the right things to say. They're spinning my words around. They're after the latest fad. If someone, drew, if someone was to draw a conclusion about you and what kind of person you are solely by your actions, what conclusion would they draw? Does that hit you in the gut? Maybe not. Maybe you're doing all the right things or the majority of the right things. And that's awesome. But are we thinking about those things as we go to work, as we're at the shop, as we're at Publix, my number one spot to see all of y'all? You know, are we thinking about those things as we go about? Do as I say, not as I do. You're right, it's backwards. Do as I say, because as parents, we tell our kids a lot of stuff, right? Don't watch that, don't say that. And then what do we do? It's okay, you can say it. We watch it, we do it, right? Why? Why do we do that? We're hypocrites. Hey, it's okay, brother. It's okay. We're all hypocrites in here. It's okay. Because once again, we think we know what? Everything we know better, right? We're going to keep our child from doing that. But don't watch what I do. You know, those are the things that, that get us. Um, what are we teaching them about works and actions? Because you know, we'll tell them, hey, yeah, we need to do that. Let's just use an example. We need to go feed the homeless. That's a great thing to go feed the homeless. Have you ever gone to feed the homeless? Maybe not. So that's teaching them that, hey, we say we need to go feed the homeless, but mom and dad, we've never gone to feed the homeless. So what is that saying to our children what we stand for? Because once again, our words say something and our actions say something else. Um, Christ should be ours and our family's example. 1 Peter 2.21 1 Peter 2.21 Am I looking at the wrong one? 
or from sorry, First Peter two twenty one. Mine says, "For God called, for God called you to do good." This might be something else. All right. So what I'm looking at is, for God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example. You must follow His steps. So let's hear that again. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering. Now, none of us want to suffer, right? We don't like suffering. But I would challenge you, as we look at it, is if you haven't suffered something, whether it's a loss of a friend, as hard as it would sound, employment, money, promotion, whatever the case may be, if you haven't suffered something in the name of Jesus Christ, you might want to check yourself. That's a tough statement to say. Because our actions, and the Bible clearly tells us, if we're doing what He wants us to do and what He's called us to do, there's going to be suffering of some sort. So really think about that. But So for good, for God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example. You must follow His steps. Are you following His steps? If you're not following His steps, how are your children following your steps? Right? Because for our house, we like the Florida Gators. And and just by chance, guess what Rory likes? The Florida Gators. Because she doesn't know anything different. Now granted, she lives here in Georgia now, so now she knows the Georgia Bulldogs. But once again, her pressure of her family loving the Gators so much, or liking, I shouldn't say loving, enjoying the Gators so much, That's what she's into. Are your children, do your children get excited about the lost? Your grandchildren see you get excited about prison ministry? Have you ever came home and had a conversation with your child or or wife or husband about, hey, I had this opportunity today, it just came into my lap and I got to share the gospel? Because that's what they remember. They remember the stories. And that's what the Bible teaches us all about stories. But He is your example. You must follow His steps. What is your family excited about? What are your children excited about? I was telling, uh, I met with a gentleman this week and last week back in, uh, in, in the children's area. We, we had some music, and then I asked them a question. One of the songs was, I get up, and I dance, and I jump, and I shout. And, it, of course, the music was about Jesus. So I asked the kids, hey, what do you get excited about? And I love the transparency of children because there's no, they don't care what their friends think. Now, us, we would, we would manipulate the answer to make sure it was going to be appropriate, and I would get some positive feedback. So I heard everything from basketball to soccer to music to birthdays, you know, to all this stuff. And it was funny. Three of them, three of them back there said, I get excited about telling people about Jesus. And this is fifth grade and below, okay? So once again, it's just so awesome. Now, granted, do they know how to go out and tell people about Jesus? I don't know. But their families have said to them enough and have taught or they've seen enough actions where 
they're okay with staying while everyone else is saying, hey, going to Build-A-Bear or going playing soccer or basketball, baseball, birthday parties, going to Disney World, the beach. These three said, I get excited about Jesus. I get excited about helping others. That's cool. That's what we're about. And if your children aren't there, I'm not saying it's bad, but you need to relook at ourselves as parents and as Christians, as born again, is what steps are we following? Who are we following? What are our actions saying about who we are? So think about that. Um, Paul talked about being like him. 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1, I don't think this is on there. So 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Who are you imitating? When we were growing up, we all imitated somebody. Whether it was Jordan, you know, or for some older, I don't know, you know, Elvis, get up there and shake your hips. I have no idea. We all were imitating somebody, whether we want to think about it or not. You know, we all have those skeletons in our closet of people that we were imitating. Posters on the wall, you know, come on. Everybody had the hairbrush, you know, and sing. It's okay. We're in church. There's nobody watching. It's okay. Paul said, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So as your actions speak for your words, who are you imitating today? And then when you think about that, for us with children, who are our children imitating? Is it us? If so, is that good or bad? That's a tough one. Um, The kingdom, Jesus, should be first in our lives and actions. This one's not on the screen. Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Do your actions say Jesus Christ is number one in your life? I'm sure all of us mouth a good game on that one. I'm sure all of us can speak a good game on that one. We know the right things to say. We know when to go to church. We know, you know, don't leave all the stuff out when other people come over because they don't want us to think of us that way. Is Jesus Christ number one in your actions? Is it? And then, to, 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 to sum it up, Luke 6.46. Luke 6.46. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? That's the verse I want you to go out on this week. Luke 6, 46. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? So think about it. When there's a tragedy, when something on the news The news never ever wants to talk about it any other time. They come and say, 
We need to pray for these people. Not saying we don't, but that goes right back to this Luke 6.46. So why do you keep calling me, Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? So are your actions speaking louder than words in a negative sense? So I robbed my piggy bank this week. More than my piggy bank. So, I know we're in a church of actions. And I know a couple weeks ago I talked about if you had a ticket to the Georgia Bulldogs, you definitely wouldn't want to let it go to waste, right? You wouldn't because... You paid money for it or somebody gave it to you. And it's the Georgia Bulldogs. So you got to go because why? I'm excited about the Georgia Bulldogs. Or if we had a, t- a ticket to, I don't know, Circus Soleil. There you go. People just flipping and jumping and doing all kind of stuff that none of us could ever think about. And we've never even dreamed about doing because our body would be in contortions or in, in contractions for the next year. But you wouldn't go, if you had two tickets to Circus Soleil, you wouldn't go by yourself. You wouldn't. Because there's a ticket, right? So what I did, I paid a lot of money to see this ticket. And like I said, I robbed my piggy bank. Alright? I can't eat out for like the next month, or three months, because I, I took money that I'm supposed to eat on. And, but this is what I want to do. So i got to hurry up. So i got... It's not a lot. It's big bills. It's big bills. One dollar bills. That's big bills for me. So there's ten sets of five dollars. So I'm just going to walk around and give ten people five bucks. Okay? So my passion, my heart is, you got to take this five bucks, and if you can, add to it and put this five bucks into action. Whatever that means to you. Whatever the Lord says it does for you. Okay? Maybe it's paying for a kid's lunch at school. I don't know. Maybe the person behind you is buying groceries and you say, hey, here's five bucks to help you with your bill. They'll look at you like you got eight heads, but that's okay because that's what Jesus did for us. So, so I got ten of these and then here I got a ticket. It says admit one. Do something for someone else this week to show his love. Now you got a ticket. You got to use it. Right? Because this costs me a lot of money. This costs a lot of money. So you got to use them. So everybody's going to get one. And you got to use it. Because if you don't use it, you wasted it. And none of us would waste a ticket to, I don't know, Kenny Chesney. I don't know. Who, I don't know. Something silly like that. You know? Is he even still singing? I don't even know. See, I don't know music. I, don't, I apologize. Um, but so what I want is, you've got to take a ticket, and then I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick ten people. I'm going to pick ten people. You can't turn it down. You can't turn it down. If you do, you can't turn it down. You can't turn down the, you can't turn down the money. So you got to you got to pay it forward. You got to pay it forward and you got to you got to put it into action of what what you can do with the with the money.
So once again, as we go out, think about it. And you can get your tickets out. I'm going to give them out at the door because that's how cool people, you know, you give a ticket out the door, that means you've got to come back. Um, and once again, hey, if the message wasn't for you, Daryl will be back next week. Okay? So don't stop coming. You know, if the message wasn't for you, you know, he, he said some nice stuff about me. He allowed me to get up here. So if the message wasn't for you, don't say, hey, that guy at Cornerstone is crazy. He is crazy. He's crazy for Jesus. Um, and Daryl's crazy for Jesus, too. But he'll be back next week. Okay? He's probably more polished than I am. I'm just kind of wing it, kind of off the hip kind of guy. But you, for y'all that got the $5, granted, it's only 5 bucks. But how can you pay it forward? How can you put actions to it? So, Ricky, if you want to start coming up. Um, and, and I know for some of y'all this morning, we were already into service when you came in. So I, I did it a little bit different on purpose because I like to change things up, you know, um, because I just that's just the way I am. Um, but so think about this. As they're getting ready, how can you put things into actions? There's mentoring at schools. Lindsay's Legacy Mentoring, 30 minutes a week. All of us got 30 minutes, okay? Lindsay Legacy Mentoring at, in Jackson County Schools, prison ministries, food banks, homeless shelters, women, men's shelters, foster parents. I just heard uh, one of our, uh, I just heard this morning, she works in Gwinnett County. They just got two uh, foster kids that were from DeKalb County in there. Um, they have two smaller sisters as well. But fostering parents here in Jackson County, I know it's a big obligation, but there's eight homes in Jackson County. Eight homes. There's 80-some kids, 80 foster kids in Jackson County. Think about that. There's eight homes, 80 kids. That's not, that's not a good ratio. I don't care what ratio you put it. I mean, some of these kids are down in Macon and Savannah. So how are we going to build a family back together if, if the family's already in trouble and the kid's in Macon or, or, or Savannah just because there's not enough homes in Jackson County? Um, of course, there's overseas missions. My partner, he's in uh, Nicaragua right now, right now doing Amigos for Christ and building toilets. Um, that's something we never think about because we go in our house and what do we do? We go to the bathroom, we flush the toilet. That's a, isn't it said enough. Um, the Boys and Girls Club. Once again, cutting your neighbor's grass. Helping somebody with groceries. Sunday school. There's a million different things. And that's just a, a small part. There's a million different things where you can put your actions into words because God told us that we just can't have faith, you've got to have works. And now I'm not saying you've got to have works without faith. I'm saying the Bible says, with faith will come works. You don't, you're not going to get there by works. But if you're doing what He wants you to do, and you're loving on God, and He's loving back on you, the works will come automatically. So think about it like that. What are your actions saying, not only to you, but to your children as we move forward? Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.